On the eighth episode of the Instant Noodle podcast, I have with me 26-year-old Shilok Mukati. Known for wearing various hats, this practicing artist is a dancer and theatre practitioner, while she also works as a media professional with a deep love for writing. Shilok talks to me about unlearning, finding herself, and navigating the world as a queer person. We also chat about her transition physically, socially and psychologically to becoming a woman of strength and how activists must foremost begin with change at home. I'm your host, Meher Zariwala. Hi Shilok, Uh, thank you for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And it's a pleasure to be here. Same here and I'm looking forward to spending uh, the next 30-40 minutes listening to you and your story. Um, So first question, um, how do you like your instant noodles? My instant noodles? I'm kind of an old school, so you know, I don't really uh, appreciate it much. Even like, you know, I I want to eat something right now. I, I still make an effort in that way. So yeah <laughs> so you're not reaching out to the instant noodle packets no not really i need budgies oh you need budgies <laughs> yeah nice so you're 26 years old uh, i know you uh, dance you do theater uh, but tell me if there was like, if i was to ask you uh, over the last sort of eight ten years uh, some significant things that have happened uh, how would you really describe them? Um, so in this past, um, you know, in this decade, um, I think the journey was very internal journey. It's kind of somewhere spiritual, but also um, a learning myself. Um, so far, um, as a child, I've always been this disciplined kid always listening to elders, always saying yes to everyone. Even something makes me uncomfortable, I wasn't used to um, talk about it. And um, I never stood for myself. And it has been hard lessons in many ways, uh, whether um, discovering and exploring my gender identity or uh, with my sexuality or even as a person. Um, and and also to um, you know owning myself has been a journey. Um, so um, I was born in a male body, and um, and I transitioned. I identify myself as a woman, and and eventually in this past years I transitioned myself psychologically, um, um, physically, socially, legally, because that is what I always. Uh, wanted to be and what I am have been but um, the social conditioning the gender policy has been quite quite strict as we all know how it is Um, and it wasn't so easy at all Um, even me being a feminine person and even like you know even as a woman I'm a lot of women tell me like oh my god you're very feminine and 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 when when people say feminine, 
the femininity is being seen as vulnerable. So um, I have to show that even being this, the, the gentle femininity that I have, it's, it's still a strength. It's, it's still like, you know, it's not something vulnerable. And I had to prove it again and again and again. And, and also, uh, I, I just learned like over these years uh, to put boundaries right something that we uh, do not uh, learn or not being taught by anyone um, and i think this is to protect myself a um, few years back i realized if i was a mother of myself how, how i would have protected myself how i would have cared myself and and i think that unconditional love and protectiveness i had to give it to myself and and that self-love even now my mom will say like oh my god you're so selfish you always do whatever you want to do and then even to tell her i love you yes i am selfish but it doesn't mean that i don't love you has been a journey and it's also like you know if they see it as a selfish yes but for me it is you know something that i have um you know punished myself for a very long time and now it is time for me to love myself. So really um, finding yourself and um, setting boundaries have been two very significant sort of ideas and you've been trying to practice it over the last 10 years. Um, but I do understand that you, you grew up in Kurk and then eventually moved to Bangalore. Um, and uh, your early sort of 20s were in this city. Uh, that was also the time where, you know, you transitioned. So you want to talk to me a little more about maybe, you know, significant people or ideas that really helped you in that entire phase? To be honest, um, I believe that uh, I am, uh, you know, someone who is part of so many people in my life. The person I am today, the creativity that I hold, the knowledge, the wisdom that I hold today is part of so many people that I have met uh, throughout my journey. I mean, if I have to give a list, the list goes on and on and on. But uh, to be honest, uh, there's this person called Vinay Chandran and um, he runs this organization called Swapha. And we used to have this queer campus in that organization and every Saturday and students used to come from different, um, you know, schools and colleges and who identify themselves as LGBTQIA. And for the first day, I mean, like, you know, I, at that point of time, I was this very introvert person, so quiet, so scared to speak even. And when I asked me, Shilok, um, so whom are you attracted? Are you attracted to men? For the first time in my life, I told someone, yes, I'm attracted to men. And, and even to talk about sexuality was just like, oh my God, it was, it was really so not easy, not easy and, and at that point of time i i just there was this huge stone on my heart and it just like fell off and i could breathe and and then when i has been part of my journey and has been like a mother and 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 as he was like gay mother <laughs> and 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 he has supported me and guided me throughout this journey 
and um and then if i have to speak about um my uh, first boss pinky chandran uh, who was the director of radioactive um cr94 at that point of time where i used to work as an rj it was this first article which came about me uh which was written by this journalist called pratibhanand kumar and um and this article was is to say that you know from confusion to conclusion shilok mukati um at, at that point of time i was so excited and i was jumping around oh my god my my picture is on newspaper i've come on news and i was hardly 19 uh, i was really jumping around the office and my um, you know my boss who's really good friend right now and also one of my mother figures and she said that she look no matter what this is going to come a lot and then like you know you will be on the paper very often but then remember that always stay grounded no matter how high you will fly always stay grounded i think this is one of the important lesson that has stayed me all these years have molded me the person that i am regardless of whatever i have um you know achieved um and you know to to re- remember that like you know it doesn't matter whatever i do if i do not have kindness if i am not grounded so it doesn't value anything so uh, that is one of the biggest lesson um and then uh, my dear friend who was like a lifeline for me uh, ram um ram has been a great part of my life regardless the kind of a support that i can't even imagine um as a parent as a sibling as as i think i mean we do not even want to label our relationship so it is it's just that precious and beautiful so um so i mean like there is so many people so many people to be honest it's just not one or two but just like two as you asked i'm just naming this so um you know you said that you know you were young and it was even 19 at that time but the move from actually from coop to this to the, the city of bangalore did was that one of like significant moments that happened in your early 20s and you know how did that shape you and what happened there absolutely uh, coming to bangalore has definitely it was i think it was a blessing because uh i don't think so if i wouldn't have moved out maybe in the later in the life but i would be the person that i am today at the beginning it was a lot of cultural shock because um it, it took me a while to digest um i mean in bangalore people were not judgmental at all on me and i was very surprised but i was very judgmental at that point of time and i was so foolish but um, you know and also breaking so many conditions and stereotypes i grew up with um and and um, certain um, lot of uh, social conditioning that i was attached it wasn't easy it wasn't easy to break them but you know um i think um the urban life uh, the exposure to the urban culture kind of really um, helped me to get rid of those conditions mm. so i think during the pandemic and um, you also moved back to coot from the city 
I, and we also mentioned that, you know, in your early 20s, you transitioned. And right now you're, of course, still living with your parents uh, back home. So how has that journey been in terms of, you know, coming out to them, their acceptance of this whole thing? Um, see, the coming out concept itself, it's like, it is not easy. Um, I mean, um, parents have expectations. And, and expectations that is the moment even before you're born, right? They have already dreamt about the life that they want to get, the life that um, you will be going to build in the future. And um, they dream uh, your dreams mostly. And um, at that point of time, um, I lost my sibling and I was always the only child. And, and there was so much pressure and, and trauma. And, and, and it was accidentally I came out, I didn't plan to. Um, but then it, when it happened, I didn't have a choice to, you know, kind of digest it and somehow able to um, navigate those emotions. Um, I remember, um, you know, when I called Vinay and Vinay was like, um, do not show it as a problem. If you show it as a problem, it is a problem. If you do not show it as a problem, it is not a problem. Oh my God, those words really helped me so much. And I think when when I said that, and I, I knew exactly what I had to do. And every conversation that I used to have since then, I was not, you know, playing the victim card or showing that, oh, this is a problem and so and so. I was making sure it was, it's normal, it's okay, it is absolutely okay. Um, but of course, it was not taken easily but because of so many things. And it is all, and eventually, you know, I made peace with them because I also learned um, I have to be um, the one of the lessons that I have to learn with my parents is to be empathetic with them. Because as it is a journey for me to exploring myself, it is also a journey for them to, you know, being this parent to me. And it is not easy. So um, it takes some time, I knew it. And, and still, I mean, they have come really so far. But even in, uh, I mean, um, still there is so much to go, but definitely they will reach that. But it is also a journey for them. And I made peace with it. Um, I mean, None of the families in the world is perfect. Every family is, has its own things. And so is my family is imperfect. But then, you know, um, regardless of the trauma that we hold in our lives, we have learned to, you know, live a happy life somehow and to celebrate those small things and to laugh about certain things, to make jokes about certain things. Um, and, and to make certain things light. And of course, there is a lot of hard conversation that has been ignored and we just don't want to speak. Uh, but it's all part of life. So True, true. I think uh, all families are perfect and imperfect in, in so many ways. Um, so shifting tracks uh, a little bit. Um, you are 26 years old. Um, what according to you are... Uh, some of the great things about being in your 20s and uh, also what is not so good about being uh, you know 26 um 
I think the amazing thing about being this young person today is so much exposure. Like every information is on your hand. I can't imagine someone who's queer, like you know, long back. It was so hard for them to even to understand themselves. And today you have everything. So um so I mean like the I mean you have so many choices. But then, like, you know, at least you have a lot of sources to go for, right? And, and, and it is just on your hands. So it's like magic, to be honest. And, um, and I think that is one of the blessings that we grew up with social media, we grew up with internet kind of. Um, and, and also, um, you know, uh, the one of the best thing today is um, the world is very small and um, and and very open. We binge watch Netflix and we are access to something, some amazing series called Sex Education. I mean, you know, my parents at my age couldn't even think about this. And we talk about this so, um, you know, openly, even some of my far relatives, cousins who are younger than me, and they talk about, um, you know, amazing series like this, which is very open about sexuality, and they understand sexuality and gender, and kind of diversity through all this, um, you know, the uh, OTT platform, the internet that we have right now. And, um, it it makes things easier because you don't have to explain so much. So so I think that is the best thing of being young at twenty twenty two. And the not so good parts. Not so good parts. Okay. Hmm. Um. You know, I'm I'm a very old school person in some ways. Okay. And um, I'm a so I'm a communication student, and I'm also a writer, um, and I'm also a psychology student. So communication is so important to me. But right now, being young with yeah, my generation, I there is this um, I I miss that you know true intense communication. I love writing letters. I still do. I still write letters to one of some of my friends. Um, and I find it very, and I'm, I'm a very expressive person. So, I mean, if a person is just, um, you know, sending expression through emojis, I will be like, ha. This is something that I really um, do like about with my own generation. So essentially, what you're saying is we're digitally connected, but uh, we're still not communicating with each other enough yeah in a way i mean like you know the emotions are so like you know it it, it, it kind of changes so fast um so you are okay you're scrolling a post and then you see one of the very happy posts and you like you know comment happily and suddenly you change something very aggressive you feel very frustrated and like so your emotions is like it's not stable it doesn't process at the point of time and like before it is processing it's just like you're jumping on everything and you feel and and that is making people so numb or something nothing so if i am saying something very serious or sensitive uh people cannot give their complete attention and it is easy to like jump 
over or like kind of um, you know avoid such serious conversation or uh, avoid such um, sensitive communication and also people want everything fast like a relationship even as a friend it takes time it's not that like a just a add button on facebook or like you know accept button on facebook or on instagram it's the relationship is being very fragile so it is not something which is stable these days so something that is that is what i see in today's you know with my generation and like with young people and i really feel that so now uh, going in another direction um as a 26 year old queer person living in india uh what do you think about our uh, socio political climate and um, what kind of dialogue discourse or thoughts you have around that okay i'm going to talk something very funny so um so that i can take this conversation a very light way because uh right now if we are going to talk about social political climate in our country it is very scary and <clears throat> it's going to disturb all of us even to think about it but then like you know every time i speak my house i just meditate that i am cleansing the world i'm cleansing this country with unnecessary people <laughs> so which kind of helps me and um and and also even talking um you know jokes apart um i meditate a lot i really need to meditate because otherwise i'm going to be very aggressive and frustrated uh by everything that is happening around me today um especially as a minority um you know i and also you know even even in my house or with my family coming from a privilege religion in this country privilege caste as well but then i am a minority because i'm queer and i am one of them but i am not one of them and my ideologies are different again i'm i'm just not like really not so safe whether it is a you know a family dinner and suddenly i and um, one of my cousin has like really fighting about um you know about uh, Uh, so many things about like islamophobia maybe or something which is i do not unlike this particular um, you know political party or something like it's it's quite a hard conversation right so uh, but then i also remember one of my friend called sunil and um, he is a trans man and um, he was telling this very recently in one of the event i was hosting and he told that um, any change that we uh, vision to this world and it should begin inside your family and it is so true that even as activists or like you know a change makers we think that we can change the world and we go out there but if we can't do anything if we even like i know it is not so easy to change but then also making an effort to have that conversation is so important so right now um i mean there is of course we all know the population of india it's like you cannot really change that many population and like but then you know you can begin at your home and and that is what is important it will take time and you have to show them that the world is different and your kindness have cannot be so biased 
and 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 i think that is uh you know but even with my friends i think we also kind of agree with this kind of uh you know uh approach because it's easy to ignore family and like get out of the house and do so many things but also living inside the house and like you know trying to question everything every misogynistic thing every you know uh phobia or social phobia that exists it's like challenging that is so important for me and that is my activism even my mother I, I really remember my mother as like, you know, an independent woman. And she was like one of the first independent women from her family. Okay. And so far, every decision that she used to make, she used to always never do it by herself. She used to always ask my father, even to buy a small, probably a sanitary pad to make that decision like you know she is supposed to talk to my father and that was very disturbing for me but then like you know i always questioned her it took me like three four years how you're an independent woman you earn so much you are like you know outgoing you have done so many things you you have to take certain decision by yourself go out by yourself you don't need anyone if you want to buy something get out of the house go by yourself and do it if you want to eat something go by yourself eat something and today she does all these things and it's kind of surprises me. I think this is what the change that I am talking. Like, you know, any social political thing that you are visioning outside, it's supposed to start from yourself. First, you need to change yourself. You need to unlearn and relearn and then start with your peers. Start with your folks. Start with your friend circle. And like, you know, do not ignore your male best friend who is a patriarchal, misogynistic person. Ha, huh? he's a best friend. I know he's a good person, but then like, I'm going to ignore. No, question him, educate him. Only then you can go forward. So um, that otherwise you will be like, you know, sound like a hypocrite. You just ignore these things and like go out and talk so many things. What is the use of it, right? So, um, so that is what I believe. And um, one last thing that I always believe is that we have so many lenses, uh, whether like, you know, caste, class, religion, race, so many, so many things. I think the um, I say this every, uh, every time that we need to remove those lenses and see the world in a naked eye because it is the world is not black and white. The world is colorful. It is so many colors that you can't even imagine. It is more than rainbow shades, right? So you need to feel that color, enhance that color, accept those colors, see those colors. It is so beautiful. It is so diverse. And and like, you know, and come out of those black and white picture. So that is what, and, and what I'm trying to say is be kind. If you can't be kind um, to um, to another human being, what is the point of you identifying yourself as a human being? Yeah. So, you know, referring to the previous part of your answer, uh, because of these conversations, um, have you actually lost friends? Um, what I'm also trying to ask is, is it easy to have those conversations 
Or is there a price you pay? I had a lot of difficult conversation with my friends. But I also know that like, you know, I I am like this. I, I don't mind filtering people, even though I love them. I mean, I have learned that you have to lose some of your friends. It wasn't so easy to come, like reach the stage, but because I'm, I'm, I was someone who was like, oh my God, I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't. But also now, no, I have this values and this is me. So one of my friends made this very beautiful track on this Canada toxic masculine film, uh, which just came very recently. Um, very well-known, amazing experiment. One of the amazing, quite good movie that has come in Canada uh, industry. Uh, in in means of um, you know technology and and the um, you know visual part, uh, but very toxic masculine. Um, and he made uh, and the uh, part two is coming about this film, and then like he made this beautiful track um, because he's a rapper and stuff. And and all my friends, my circle, everyone are sharing. And then he also shared with me. Then I sent him this voice and hey, um, Betty, this is a very beautiful track. You are an amazing musician and artist. You've done really composed it so well. Um, but I'm so sorry I can't share this on my wall because you know it is it's somehow associated with um, you know toxic masculine energy and like you know the film also narrates about it. And me, someone who does advocates about this and i cannot really post i hope you understand this and he did he is like ah, no shilok i completely understand it's okay but i will um you know uh i'm amazing i just complimented him so my friends know that this is who i am i will not agree with certain things and this is my values and and they do understand i don't have to lose them i so essentially it's like those who understand will stay and uh, those who don't will leave and uh, it's okay to lose some. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay to lose them. So I mean, there is no regret. I don't have any guilt of losing anyone. So moving to uh, another topic, um, you feel young people are being uh, mischarged or harshly judged, uh, you know, for some things and um, what lies behind uh, that kind of misconception um so um you know um with my cousin's generation they didn't have choice and there were not many options whatever the parents used to tell they used to just nod their head and just did that but with my generation and my younger cousins and my younger generation we have so many options when i say options the detailed options like you know if you're taking psychology even in psychology you can take this one of the minor subject and um and and become specialist on that so when you have these many options you kind of do a lot of um, self choices and you um, kind of question your parents but it has been taken oh like you know this generation disrespects their parents they don't listen you know um, it's also some healing work our parents also have to do i mean they kind of uh, suffocated their dreams for their parents and they kind of like projecting the same thing for us. So choices that are on offer to young people lead them to a lot more exploration. And um, that is somehow read as disrespect. 
Absolutely. So I know you you spoke about how you uh, are a great lover of communication, especially the old school kind. Um, but what do you think uh, people who are not in their 20s uh, should be talking more about to younger people? Uh, and if you can especially answer that from a queer lens, um, because topics such as gender, sexuality are still not as commonplace as they should be, uh, especially in our uh, society. Um, even today, I really wish my parents come to my room and have a conversation with me about my feelings, about who I am and how I am doing has been my struggles. Because my parents, when I was growing up as a child, whenever there was so much of bullying happening in school, I, wa- I wanted to tell them that they always told the school, you, everything that happened in school, you need to keep it inside the school. Don't bring it home. So there has never been this conversation. Even when you were saying in the parents, I just, you know, just ask me, how am I doing generally in life? Um, you always want what you want for me and you never ask me what i want you always assume that i've been always doing what i want but you never made an effort to even listen to me what i need and so that you can even if you do, whether you agree or not just asking so i i think this is the conversation which is so important even to ask me how am I doing, um, you know, every day. I want the home to be the safest place. Um, so, and the only way that I know this is safe is because of the conversation. And just to even ask what happened, why are you sad, or like what is happening. So, um, I know it is hard to have that open conversation, but even the simplest thing about understanding my feelings will be right right so um what are you really looking forward to from where you are shilok today um what in the future really excites you oh i want to be mother (laughs) so um well, before if someone would have asked me what is your goal, I used to always say, I want to get married and have a husband. And like, you know, I was like, that is like, you know, I've been over with it having a partner right now. It is not so important, but I want to be a mother because it is not so easy also being a queer person in India. <clears throat> but then like I also have this motherhood inside my, you know, heart and womb. Uh, so um and I, I want to, um, you know, raise a child, which is not my own. I really want to adopt and raise a child, uh, regardless of the gender, it is okay. Um, so that is something which is, um, I really, really, really want. And I know it will take a lot of time because the process is not so easy. Um, but um, other than that, I want to write, um, you know, a lot of many books. And also, like, you know, to I, mean, I have never published uh, the collection of my poems. 
and dance, dance, dance. I, I want to go back to Bharatnatyam class and um, start, you know, learning again. So just as a parting note, I know you mentioned about uh, sex education, but um, what else have you been watching or uh, reading? Ah, I just recently watched Bridgerton and the second season that came, I felt so good to see a South Indian girls as a protagonist. And I just felt so myself because it is very unusual to see, you know, uh, Indian woman with dark skin and like, you know, um, who's so brown and South Indian and like looking. Though there is a lot of Hindi words, but it's okay. I am, I compromise with it. But, you know, it was, it was so nice to see that. And uh, reading? Reading, um, so there is this book called Women Who Ran With The Wolves. Uh, it's by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. So this is like my feminine Bible. So every time I feel that like, you know, I'm exhausted by the patriarchy around me. And like, you know, I just read this and it is so meditative. I read it again and again. Um, so, um, and also my dear friend Dada Per, he has um, written this beautiful Kannada book called Neil Kurunji, and there is um, some um, queer uh, stories, and and it is very, I mean, like you know, and uh, very rarely you see some um, sensitive queer literature in Canada. So I was reading that as well. So yeah. <laughs> Um, awesome thank you for uh, sharing your story I wish you dance a lot uh, write a lot I'm looking forward to um, the theater that uh, you're going to do and um, I wish you uh, all the happiness thank you thank you so much I think such wonderful questions um, and thank you for the initiative even to, you know, um, to uh, recognize the voice who are, who are still in 20s is very rare um, because everyone are focusing on, um, you know, entrepreneurs and, and like, uh, because that has been a theme uh, all the way with podcasts these days, but also to see um like you know uh, beyond that even like you know uh, someone who is just an artist an activist and um, and also um, uh, you know considering our opinions is quite um, something that I have to kudos you and thank you so much for having me would like to thank everyone who has been listening to the podcast I'll be back with another episode in a fortnight.